If you want to participate, contact me at ordinarywomenpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sure you have great projects to brag about. You can also follow me and message me on Instagram at ordinarywomenpodcast, on Twitter at ordinarywomenpc, or on Facebook on the page Ordinary Women. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Ordinary Women. I'm welcoming Diane today. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm fantastic. And you? I'm good too, thank you. Really excited to have you here today. Can you start by giving us a quick introduction of yourself, please? Yes, of course. So my name is Diane. I'm 32 years old and I'm from Brazil, but I actually live in Poland for the past four years and a half. So my background, like in, in the professional way, let's say I am a vendor management lead for a big corporation in consumer healthcare, but I'm very proud to say that I also mentor women around the globe. That's so interesting, and I can't wait to hear everything about that. And in, is there anything unusual about you? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Unusual, maybe that uh, I'm living in Poland right now, so this is basically one of the things that people ask me the most when I say where I'm from, and they are just curious to get to know why I decided to move to, to Poland. So this is like... I would say the, the most unusual at the moment. And the fact that I'm also learning the language. So it's one of the most difficult languages in the world. So I got to discover that after I moved here. So this is another, let's say, challenge that I have been facing. Yeah, I can imagine. Polish sounds, yeah, incredibly difficult. So congratulations um i remember that last time you said a few words in polish and well i can't speak any word of polish but um it sounded <laughs> very very good yeah it, it's impressive like once you you learn from the beginning in the beginning for me i was like oh my god i could not relate this to my background you know so yeah. i tried to learn french before spanish which are all coming from the same like mother uh, like Latin languages so when you just move to somewhere with the more Islamic background it's like a big shock yeah I can only imagine <laughs> so interesting obviously on this podcast we talk a lot about what it's like to be a woman so I like to start by asking was there a moment or an event in your life when you realized that you are a woman yeah, no, this question got me thinking for a while and I believe that I basically realized that I was a woman since early age. Um, I have three half-brothers from the previous marriage of my father and we didn't uh, grow up together like in the same house but we would spend vacations together. So the moment that I realized was when I was perceiving the difference in terms of rules and directions that my brothers would get in the opposite side of mine, for example. So I felt that I was more protected and I had like different rules than my older brothers. So I think this was the moment that I was like, oh, there is a difference in treatment because of the gender. Yeah, that's so interesting. And how did you leave that like were you were you happy to receive extra treatment or was it more like a, a negative thing of why 
can't I just be alone or something like that? Yeah, so fun fact is that I was a little bit of a rebel as a kid, so I couldn't understand why I would have just a set of different rules than my brothers. So I was always questioning my, my parents, but mainly my father. So I would always challenge my parents in such a way that, but why should I follow this if they are not following this direction as well? So this was, um, I think, the beginning of let's say, when I grew this trait in myself in terms of personality that I like to challenge the status quo. So I think it was growing in me from, from this very moment, early age in, in my life. That's so interesting. And how would your parents answer when you were challenging what they were doing? I always got like some some funny answers like, oh, you are a girl, you, you need to watch out more for certain things. So they they used a lot of the gender to, to basically blame on the directions. And in my case, it didn't work so much because I was always like, okay, but what this has to, to do with anything, right? So for me, it didn't make sense that because I had a different gender, I should follow different rules. So I kept questioning. So at some point, I believe that I was able to earn some of my freedom because of my ways of questioning and always like trying to, to prove people wrong. So this was more of a conquered freedom versus this was given. Yeah. And do you ever talk about that with them today? Yes, we, we talked about uh, a lot. So I was born in the 90s, so we had like different ways of seeing the, the gender, uh, the roles of gender. And then I see that now they changed a lot their minds about this and the way that we should raise girls versus boys. So with the technology, with information and also uh, once I will be explaining as well more about uh, mentoring women. We had all the discussions at home, you know, with my parents. So I felt that there was a change in the mindset from that moment when I was a kid versus now. That's so cool that everyone evolved. And I'm sure that, yeah, constantly asking and challenging, it's definitely helped them for sure. No, that that's for sure. So interesting. Um, and as you grew up, do you have any any woman role model? Yes, I think my very first role model was my mother. So she is still my role model up today. So she was the first person that I would just look out for and just get some inspiration. So my mother, she she used to work in the industry before uh, she was pregnant. And then after she had me, she decided just to basically be an entrepreneur. So she was always trying something different. So she owned different types of businesses. And for me, this was always interesting because the reason that she started is that she wanted to have the freedom and also the flexibility of time that she could bring me to, to the places that she could always involve me from early age into the things that she was doing. So every time that there was a change into the business that she started doing 
some craft work. Then she started, for example, uh, preparing parties like birthdays and she would manage uh, events. So every single project that she had, I was with her. So I saw uh, the way that she was passionate about delivering uh, services and also she was super, super passionate about dealing with people. So she's very like people's person. And this inspired me a lot. And yeah, I still have this with me thanks to her. I love that. She sounds awesome. And yeah, such an inspirational figure to look up to. And do you currently have any other women role model or inspiration? Yeah, today I, I have uh, other people. So there's even like some smaller business owners in, in Brazil. So that they are, for example, mentors for other women. So I started to, to look at them and get some, not only inspiration, but also their perspective. So after starting giving the sessions to other women, I just wanted to have background and like educate myself around the topic so I look for them a lot but also some other famous figures so Viola Davis she is another great inspiration for me on how women from different backgrounds from not the usual shape and, and color of the skin can just get and succeed in in places that we are they are not so present you know Yeah, so interesting. I love that. They all sound like very inspirational figures. And do you think that the lack of representation of women in society had an impact on you? Oh, I think most definitely. So as I was like born in, in Brazil and around me, I didn't have much of representation Not in, in terms of Places where the majority would be having like a different color of skin than mine or a different background than mine. So because of the lack of representation of women looking like me with my background, I thought that this uh, helped me to be the challenger of the status quo as well. So it started early age with this different set of rules, but evolved in such a way that I just wanted to occupy certain places so I would just prove that it was uh, somehow possible to get there. So everything that I did like around my professional life and my studies and everything that I, I see now that I accomplished in the past was just like to not only to prove but also to be this person that I didn't have. And I was younger. That's such a cool like goal and way to yeah, make up for what you didn't have. I'm sure that you've inspired so many people to this day. That's super, super cool. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'd like to jump on kind of the second part of this mm -hmm. podcast and talk about something that you are doing or have done a project, life achievement, um, call it however you want. <laughs> But um, yeah, what, what do you want to talk about? 
Yeah, so um, lately I'm quite involved into the mentoring area. So this is something that I'm super proud of and I'm, I'm focusing only in women. And this started uh, a little bit by accident. So I never thought about being a mentor per se. So this was basically an opportunity that at the time, like three years ago, my line manager was the one to spot and said, I think you can help one person that is struggling in some areas. And I had the opportunity to just like have a meeting with this person. We talked about struggles and then uh, we were having the sessions. And then after a couple of months working together, I received this feedback from the person that he was able to, to grow uh, in terms of organization and communication skills. And then later on, I got another feedback from his boss himself directly to me saying that he saw already the improvement throughout the mentoring sessions. So after this first experience, after having uh, the, let's say, the taste of being a part of someone's story and contributing somehow, I thought that was really, really great opportunity. So I started to deep dive and I started to be a mentee myself from someone else that was more senior and was mentoring many other people. So I was learning from her a lot and she basically, every session was just giving me more insights on how I could help and make the most of uh, this, this path and this project, let's say, together. So after this time, after being a mentee, after giving some voluntary, I decided to open a professional Instagram account. So everything is in Portuguese because my, my tips are directed to mainly Brazilian women. So the idea was basically to share everything that I was discovering in this journey. So every time I would come to this Instagram and share some, some piece of uh, wisdom that I would get from different people or something that I would read. And then this was evolving, this account was growing, and then I started to get people to just like look for me and say like, I would love to be mentored by you. So that's how this this whole thing started and now it became like more professional so it became a little business after this that's super cool and i love that yeah it's kind of like someone saw that and like pushed you to do kind of the first step and then and then you you run the way like taking the metaphor too far <laughs> yeah. um but that's super super cool so how why why and how um, an Instagram account? So the why was basically for me that, okay, I wanted to share a little bit of my routine in Poland because it's not super common people just moving from, from Poland, from Brazil to Poland. So even though we have a lot of Brazilians, but I wanted to share with my own little community, my, my friends. So how is the life here? But then at the same time, I wanted to actually use in, in their lives, so for their careers. So it started with the idea of sharing tips and sharing a piece of my routine, of my life, and even the travels that I was going to do. 
And then it became more and more because of the responses that I was getting. So I would get some private messages saying that, oh, I've been through that. I struggle with negotiation as well. I don't know how to ask for a raise or uh, I never applied for a position if I, if I didn't have like all the requirements. So I would get these messages and then I was thinking, okay, how can I just help somehow? And inspire some people to just do things differently and they could just see that if you want you can also have an international career and move out to somewhere else that it doesn't have to be in your own city your whole life so this was the the why and the how was very like simple it's it started like very uh, spontaneously but later on, I started to deep dive in uh, digital marketing and I was learning like better ways to, to share things. So right now I have been uh, deep diving into this topic as well. That's so cool. I love that. Um, and so you mentioned that uh, now it's a business, right? How did you go from your Instagram page wanting to share your learnings to making that a business yeah so um during the pandemic time i i started a different kind of uh, mentoring so i was going through like a self-awareness path where i was discovering more and more about my motivations in terms of um what i wanted to to leave behind so what is the legacy and what is my purpose so i started to have like this this deep um questions about myself and and what I wanted to to do with myself after the pandemic so right after I finished this this mentoring I already had like this account so this person that was running this mentoring program approached me and and just spotted the opportunity of like you can just start making this more professionally and you can just make your passion a business as well so for me, it was like a, a connection between two passions. So with the flexibility that we got after the, the pandemic in terms of the corporation that I work for. So having the flexibility of working different hours and from different places even. So I could accommodate both. So still working for a corporation, but still have like my time to, to dedicate to this like amazing people that are finding in me their own journey. I love that. Do you think you'll make it your full-time activity? Maybe one day. It's not my uh, short-term goal at the moment because my my mentoring is very connected with the corporate uh, world. So I feel that I still have so much to learn throughout my own journey in my in my own profession. So it, it's definitely not the short-term ambition, but who knows in the future, right? So the, the idea is to gather the learnings and, and share them along the way. That's super cool. You mentioned some of them already, but um, maybe there were others. Was there anyone important or important people in building this, the idea of mentorship and then the Instagram account and then starting the business? 
Yeah, so this mentor from Brazil, his name is Hugo Rodrigues. So he was like very like fierce believer that this would be something that I would be proud, that it would go ahead, you know, that I would be able to to help more people. So he was like the first supporter from the beginning. I always had uh, the support from from my parents as well. So they they loved the idea from the beginning, and even from my company that I work uh, right now. So if the first person to to basically give me the opportunity to mentor someone was my line manager and he knows about the account and even though he's from Poland and he doesn't speak any Portuguese he follows my account and he likes the post so uh, people all over around they are very supportive that's so amazing I love that I love when um, yeah people give you support even though you know that they don't understand. <laughs> they <laughs> literally cannot understand, but they're still like, "Yay, go you!" That's exactly so... the the best kind of people. You know, your your cheerleaders and supporters, like no matter how, <laughs> no matter what. Completely, I love that. Yeah, that's so super cool. And how has it been with your? Because you mentioned that your company and your manager, they're like helping you. Are they actively helping you with the business or is it more like, yeah, they give you support and like pause? No, I think it's it's more like giving me the room uh, to, to grow myself within what I do in the corporation, not in my business per se. Uh, and I think this consequently helps me because the more room that I have to develop and grow in my own company and have different challenges and participate in projects. So this is also retrofeeding the, the, the system, let's say. Recently, in actually the end of January, I got the, the challenge to organize the global International Women's Day event in our company. So this was a big project, global project, with some budget available and I was like having this this great responsibility just to decide what we were going to talk about, what are the sessions that we'll be providing people and workshops. So I was always super passionate about women and equity and it, this was the International Women's Day uh, topic like as global, uh, not only for our company but for many others. So this was, for me, a way that I could also develop myself and bring something new back to, to the mentees. So I had the total support of the leadership of the company and I was able to just deliver this project. And it was, it was just an amazing event. We had many problems along the way, but everything was <laughs> and it was delivered. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Can I ask what you did? Yeah, so we brought a speaker from outside. So I really recommend if you uh, didn't hear from her, but she has amazing content. Her name is Hira Ali. So she is uh, living in UK and she's half Pakistanis. So she brought the topic about uh, health equity and also about actions that we can have on a daily basis on how to be an ally of minority groups so it was not only applied for women but it was just a way to educate ourselves on how like simple steps that we can do 
to to just show that we are there for for the people that sometimes they don't have the voice. Yeah. She sounds amazing. I didn't know her. I'll definitely check her out. She sounds super, super cool. Yes, yes. Uh, she shares a lot of content on LinkedIn. So if you um, follow her, you definitely will have some incredible content to read. Nice. I'll go follow her after the recording then. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And how do you learn? Because you mentioned quite a few times that you as well need to learn and to be mentored. Is that a verb? To yeah, have a mentor. Mentee or mentor. I think, yes. Those are the words. So the way that I learn is like I have like, let's say the traditional path. So I just start searching for the topic, whatever is the topic that I want to develop. I start looking for TED Talks. I start looking for articles in places that are um reliable so this is like the more let's say traditional but i i like to make connections with people so if i know that i work with someone and this someone is great at something so why not learn from them and out of the relationship there is always something that you can offer and i think the biggest misconception about networking is that you're just taking from people but Networking is also about giving to people what they are also missing. So it's a two-way street. I, I like to use networking a lot to, to learn more about the topics. And I think finally with the people that I, I mentor, because at the end of the day, it's not about them as well. So everything that they share with me and their challenges and stories, I feel that I get smarter every day just because I have all these people around me. Yeah, that's super cool. So how do you, this is like a very, it might be a stupid question, but I've never done it. So how do you connect? Like, how do you find who you want to talk to? How do you approach them? What's the, yeah, what, how do you do that? Yeah, so the, the process starts by uh, an application, right? So the, the people that they believe that they can benefit from the process, they apply uh, with me. And then I receive the application and I read with a lot of care and attention. And then I just check if whatever this person is looking for, whatever this person is looking to improve is something that I can give to them, is if, if it is something that it's in my area of expertise. So... If this is something that I can help them. So we have uh, what I call this chemistry meeting. So the mentoring uh, journey, we will have a lot of content. We'll have a lot of time shared. So it is important that you have a good relationship. And sometimes you, you can have all the expertise about the topic that the person needs to develop. But if there is no good chemistry between these two people, it's difficult. So the first meeting is to get to know each other, to have a talk, to discuss about these challenges. And once the chemistry check is okay on both sides, we start the, the pathway. And then uh, we decide like how long this is going to take, what are the, the main goals. And then um, after that, we just start like booking this, the sessions. And I prefer to do it one-to-one. So we meet um, occasionally, like once a week for one hour at least. 
then we are developing topic by topic as this person is bringing. So it's all about having the feedback. So if I bring a solution, if I bring an idea, this person will be trying, will be applying, and then the next time, like, this worked, this didn't work, and it's all about testing error, testing error, until this person is able to just overcome, and then we can get results, right? That's so cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, along the way, I say that it's not Netflix, so the person is not only watching me talking. Mm. It's both ways. They have contents. If the person is a book person, I will try to give them nice books that are connected to the topic. If the person is a podcast lover, I'm going to just find good podcasts that has some connections. So it, it's all about understanding the learning process on the other part as well so then we can provide the best like material so this person can learn and grow that's so cool i love that and did you face any ch or are you facing any challenges when you mentor people yes it's like uh, first i think is about uh having the awareness that you you don't know everything and The other challenge is about accepting that the results are not only depending on you. So it's it's about a combination of both. So a bigger part of the mentee getting the results that they wish for is depending on their action, is depending on their willingness to just trust the process and apply. So I think it's very challenging just to let it go in terms of if someone finishes the process and it's not as well as you imagine it would be. It's just like being humble, but also um, very kind to yourself. And remember that this is all about like both, right? It's about the action, it's about on the other side as well, not to be so harsh. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that something you were aware of when you started or did you learn it through it? No, I definitely learned on the way. So I I was I'm the kind of person that I, I like to deliver things in a certain quality. So sometimes I can be very like assuring my own self about it. So it's not something that it's coming from the outside. So just discover like in my own path that... Sometimes things are not going to happen the way that you idealize because not everything is under your control. So this was my my biggest uh, learning and also my biggest my biggest challenge. That yeah, that's so interesting. And was there anything that was easier than you thought would be? I think the like like having the sessions itself and also connecting with people. So I had the, the idea that it would be much harder for people to share about things that they are going through. But I think once trust is established, people tend to share a lot. And I learned that, you know, if you put yourself in a position of a good listener, that you are not judging, that you're not interrupting, that you're just there to understand and try to give them the best as you can, This makes it much easier. So being a good listener, I thought it would be much harder. And it actually went at the end. I love that. Yeah, discovering things about yourself as well. 
Yeah, what's a surprising thing that you learned either about yourself, the industry, or I don't know? Well, um, I think every day we are just learning more and more, but um, the more you you start to get in touch with, with different people along the way, they're just bringing something new. So, um, for example, working in the healthcare industry, I, I wasn't aware so, so long ago that, for example, in terms of clinical trials, most of them are done in men, in gender, so for men. So a lot of the solutions that we have in terms of medicines, in terms of solutions for pain or like daily healthcare items are designed and tested by men. So there are many still things that should be done for us to be able to basically achieve equity in in many many fields so i don't think that i i would be having such views and and such um knowledge if i didn't have like interest in the topic and i if i wasn't deep diving in such themes so this is that that's once again that I say that being a mentor makes you smarter because you get to know people and then you discover certain information and then you are becoming more and more aware of things around you. Yeah, that is so interesting. Yeah, I guess, it, I mean, as you, as you say, it's already, um, yeah, you, you must learn so much um, also from your mentees. I love that it's a two ways. Yeah, thing, same like, for me. Like, yeah. And why are you proud of these and of yourself? I think it's about um, giving the other women the sureness that they can be valued. And this is not something that is connected with their gender. So they could achieve things. They should try different things. They should apply for higher roles. They should just voice their opinions. They, they shouldn't be only... The only ones responsible for organizing parties in the office, right? So it's about being part of bringing this awareness and showing that we can just go places and inspiring other people. And whenever I see another person succeeding, if if they're close to me or not, if they, they were like mentees or not, I, I'm always getting proud of other women that are achieving greater things in life. Yeah, that must be the best feeling to know that you've participated in someone's success story or what they wanted to do. Yes, exactly. And this was also that inspired me, you know, to also be in your podcast because I thought this was a such a, a fabulous idea to just bring different people to talk about different topics. So this is very, very amazing. Oh, thank you so much. That's what, yeah, well, thank you so for participating. Yeah, it was so interesting. And I think we can conclude on these. But before we stop, is there anything that we didn't talk about during the podcast that you wanted to mention? I think we, we covered the, the main ideas. So my last word would just be thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit about, about myself in your space. And I cannot wait to hear about other uh, inspiring women in your podcast. 